You're listening to a Tiger Hall podcast. For more interviews with many of the world's most inspiring business leaders, uploaded daily, download Tiger Hall from the App Store or Google Play. I think authenticity is key to to building trust, and especially in times like these where, you know, things are so fluid. How do you continue to build and grow trust with your teams when there's so much uncertainty out there, right? And I think a big function of that is being able to be authentic. We're in the Tiger Hall with Yvonne Lim, Regional Lead of Innovation Hubs for Accenture. You lead 16 people around Asia Pacific and the Middle East, and you attribute a large part of your success in doing so to having a good level of trust among your teams. So this is what we're going to be talking about in this podcast, Yvonne. There are a lot of benefits that come from being a well-trusted leader. First of all, can you talk me through communication? How can you communicate with the people to build a trusting relationship with them? Thank you so much, Pippa. I think authenticity is key in building good, trusting relationships with your teams. And a great example and a simple one is this. You know, uh, I think recently all of us have been working from home a lot and a lot of these meetings have become virtual. And um, what I found is that over time, it became very mechanical. You know, in our daily stand-ups, for example, it was, okay, so what am I doing today? What am I doing tomorrow? Yvonne, these are my roadblocks. You know, I need your help with A, B, and C. And I'm like, okay, you know, you need to do this, 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 and this. But about three days in into this sort of format, I started to realize that I was losing the view of my team as people, you know. And I said to, guys, I said to them, I said, guys, you know, one morning, you know, we, we got on our daily stand-up. I said, guys, 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 shut up, stop. Uh, what we're going to do now is we're going to open every single stand-up with something that I did yesterday that has got absolutely nothing to do with work. And it was brilliant. It was brilliant. So Mavi played tennis. She's learning how to play tennis with her fiancé. Cody's son found a cockroach, which he thought was a biscuit. You know, um, <laughs> I went to the supermarket, which has now become the new highlight of my, you know, life uh, because I get to go <laughs> to the supermarket. And, and you know, that kind of authenticity, it's, it's about who you are as a person and just, you know, finding small ways to inject that into the way you communicate with your team. And that builds so much trust because now, you know, we're seeing each other as more than our work personas. And I think that's so important. And, you know, things that you are going to say, things that you won't say, you know, those things are built over time because then you learn each other's boundaries. Um, you know, I learned, for example, that over the course of my career, you know, as a manager and then as a senior manager, as a director and now as a regional head, you know, how you communicate to your teams when you're not happy is so important. You know, how do you continue to be constructive uh, and authentic and be very real about, look, you know, this is not working out and why and just being authentic about it. But we're all human, you know, and, and sometimes as a leader, it's tough because, you know, you, you have feelings too, right? You know, you get angry, you get upset and you get frustrated. But, you know, how do we sort of always learn to take that step back, uh, you know, be authentic to ourselves, be authentic to our values, who we represent as people, you know, what we represent as people and channel that into the way that we communicate with our teams. And I think that's super important as well. So it's both the good and the bad and the ugly, right? You know, and, and I think, you know, I like to wrap that around with authenticity. Mm. Yvonne, what are some telltale signs that your team perhaps doesn't trust you as much as you would like them to? And what can you then do about it? Um, interesting question. I think one of the first things that you learn in, in how your team doesn't trust you, I, I guess, you know, and that's a horrible sort of thing to have, I, I would imagine, is 
that they're hiding things from you. You know, that they don't feel like they can come to you with the full sort of spectrum of the, the difficulties or challenges they're facing because um, they don't necessarily think you would A, empathize or B, be able to remove those roadblocks, right? And, and we're back to that whole topic of trust, if you will. You know, it's about them being able to trust you with knowing that you've got their back. It's about them being able to trust you that even if you don't have an, a solution to a particular challenge they're, they're facing, that, you know, you would at least be able to be supportive in other ways, right? And I think, you know, when you're starting to find pockets of information from other sources uh, that you didn't know of or that you didn't hear of firsthand from your team, that is unfortunately a very clear sign that, you know, maybe you're starting to drop in the in the trust poles, if you will. Yeah. So how would you deal with that then? If you found, found out that a member of your team has kept something from you, how would you then work with them to try and reestablish that trust? So I think, you know, when we realise as leaders that uh, our teams don't trust us or that we are lacking uh, in trust, for me personally, I think one of the first things that I'm going to do is I'm going to sit down and have a very, very long self-reflective session, you know. And with yourself? Yes. Right. Yes. I think that's important, right? You know, you really need to take 10 steps back and really think about your actions, think about your motivations, think about how you've behaved, you know, in the last couple of days, months, years, you know, with this particular team member of yours, you know, and figure out whether or not the situation the way it is, is warranted. And sometimes, you know, we come with our own prejudices that are built up over time or our own biases that are built up over time and you don't even realise it. Um, you know, I may speak to somebody because three years ago I thought this person was a certain way. Or I may treat this person a certain way because three years ago, you know, or four years ago, that person was a certain way. But we all evolve and we all grow. And maybe in my head, you know, I haven't given that person the credit for growing. So so there's, there's that bit, right? There's a long reflective bit that I think as leaders, we always need to try and find time to do. And then it's also about, I think, really sitting down with, with the person and, and understanding and having a really constructive conversation about how we might help bridge the way we talk to each other, what are some of the gaps that we're seeing and having that really constructive conversation, gaps that we're seeing with each other and how, you know, we can then work towards filling those gaps, if you will. So if, if I remember a an anecdote from, I mean, this is myself, right? I was a young senior executive then. So this was a long time ago. And so I didn't get along with this manager of mine uh, for various reasons, uh, which I will not unpack right now. But uh, it got to the point where I was afraid to tell her anything, uh, literally afraid, right? Because you would almost guarantee that she would have a negative reaction. And, and her negative reactions were always very verbally and emotionally violent almost, right? Um, so and she was, okay, so guys, she was a screamer. She would scream. Okay, so yes, how not to <laughs> oh, okay. yes, how not to lose trust one oh one, stop screaming at people. <laughs> <laughs> and and then you know, I was very young. So I think what happened eventually was, you know, she found out about things and it wasn't necessarily bad things, but it was just even things like uh, project progress. Uh, from other people that she didn't realize, you know, like I was further along in in particular pockets of work than she thought I was. And so she actually came back to me after I quit, funny enough. So this was one of those things. And we sat down and we had a very frank conversation. And she said, look, you know, when you first joined me, I just felt that you were very green and you you just didn't know what you were doing. And so in my head, my perception of you was grounded that way. 
And in the time that you were with me, it never changed because I didn't allow for it to change. It was easy for me to pigeonhole you so that, you know, I didn't have to change my behaviours, which would have been difficult for me, right? So she did say, look, you know, uh, I think if I had the opportunity to do things differently, um, I would, you know, and I think from now on, I'll be a bit more mindful as well, you know, in the team that I have left, you know, and, and I think that was great. We're not friends, but we didn't leave on a horrible note in the end. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. I'm glad to hear. <laughs> so great leaders, they're not only figures that people look up to and respect and trust, but also ones that push us to be our best and push us out of our comfort zones. So how can you push without risking this trust you've been building? How can you package it up in a way that shows your team member that you're not trying to make them uncomfortable? But I am trying to make them uncomfortable. I am, you know, and that's, that is the role of pushing. The role of pushing as a leader is I come to you and I say, this is your boundary. This is your comfort zone. And what I am going to do now is I'm going to make you uncomfortable. And why am I making you uncomfortable? I'm making you uncomfortable so you can grow. And in that growth process, while you are doing things that you've never done before or in ways that you've never done before, my job is to make sure that I support you and guide you along the way so that you get to that growth stage. So I'm going to teach you how to fish. And I always start, you know, these new projects or, or stretch goals or whatever with specifically this line, actually, funny enough, you know, I say I'm, you are going to be extremely uncomfortable in the next eight weeks and this is why. And because, you know, you've done a to, you know, D really, really well right now. You know, you are at 100% for A to D, you know, and now I want you to think about what goes beyond, you know, your E's, your F's, your G's, right? That's where you stay outside of your comfort zone, but I'm going to support you. You know, you have my, my, my time, you have my mentorship, you have my coaching, but, you know, we'll be uncomfortable together. We'll learn together. It's fine. Yeah. And it works, by the way. Yeah. So people are only, only going to be really receptive to that if they trust you, right? Yes. Have there ever been any issues with people not wanting to be pushed? That's a great question. Um, I don't think there's anybody in my teams over the years since I've um, started managing people who's said no to, to being pushed out of their comfort zone. Um, I think people who are hungry enough, you know, who want to learn, who want to grow, they'll always say yes. And um, I think that that's also a function of the way we hire as well, right? Because, you know, you, you bring people into your teams because, I mean, hygiene factors aside, they can do the job and so on and so forth, but also dynamics and, and personalities. And, you know, you hire people based also on how well they fit with the rest of the team. And then you build this team of, you know, people who want to grow together, want to learn together, you know, and I think that's super important because they have to trust each other as well. Okay, perhaps we can just end now on some final thoughts from you, Yvonne. For people in leadership positions listening to this, what do you want to leave them with in regards to building trust? So if, if I go back to my first trait, um, I think authenticity uh, is key to, to building trust. And, and especially in times like these where, you know, things are so fluid, the world is changing, you know, we literally woke up overnight to a different world. How do you continue to build and grow trust with your teams when there's so much uncertainty out there, right? And I think a big function of that is being able to be authentic, uh, being able to be truthful about, you know, what's happening with the organization, uh, what's happening with you, you know, allowing them to also be vulnerable, to express uncertainty, to 
also understand where sort of the market's going, you know, and so on and so forth. And I, and I think if we have that, I think that's a really good foundation to build on. And then with that authenticity comes, you know, all the other things, right? It allows you to be vulnerable. It allows you to be brave. It allows you to be empathetic, you know, and, and it also allows you to be productive in many ways that you otherwise wouldn't be because you would be holding things back from each other. Yeah. So I'm not saying be best friends with your team, but I think that authenticity and that, that trust, you know, in a professional relationship, I think is very important.